Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Welcome back. Now, I was thinking, I might have given you too much homework. This last discussion around one of the pillars and talking about stillness and also give, I gave you homework as related to visualization, so quotes. And I wanted to spin back around and just check in with you to see how you're doing with that and give you some more time to look at what you're observing about yourself. What are the things that you're embodying in your uh, experiences that you're having in your week and the week to come? And I didn't want you to walk away with thinking that, oh, my God, there's always something more to be done in terms of uh, whether the homework of giving you one thing to do or giving you two things to do or giving you three things to do. Is that too much? So you need to put on your comments below. If I give you too many things at the end of some of the episodes or during the middle of the episode to think about or reflect on, I don't want it to be feeling like it's a lot of things to do. And I prefer for you to um, think about one um, thing or you can have a choice. So I give you three things. You can choose to do one and experience that oneness uh, that you're doing and see where that leads you and what you notice about yourself. Because ultimately, it is never my desire or intent to overwhelm you and wish you to keep uh, and wish to keep things simple, manageable, engaging you to think and notice certain aspects uh, um, that we're discussing and how it may be applicable to your life. That's the ultimate focus. And so last time we did talk about stillness um, time for the soul to have uh, and a place and uh, a experience of, of growing and maturing. And that still time was an acronym for stay tuned to light and love. Stay tuned to light and love. And so I was wondering how that worked out for you. I do have some thoughts that happened to me recently uh, as it relates to that still time. But the other things that you were focused on too was your visualization that you had for your soul and start to reflect on that and think about that, uh, what you would like that to be. And the other assignment that I gave, which maybe was the third in the, you know, icing on the on the cake of too much cake, uh, was the soul quotes, you know, finding two soul quotes that resonated with you that you you know, found, you know, very uh, inspirational for you and to note what those quotes are in the comment section uh, so that we could all partake of those wonderful quotes as well. So the goal is consciously and intentionally embodying qualities of the soul as we're talking about mastering life's adventures. Uh, 
So this time I want to really focus more on these three qualities that I gave you for observation work or homework. And I have found that even in my past week, the experience of stillness and needing to be intentional about that came up for you, came up for me, excuse me. And it came up in the form of as I was being still, um, there was a, situ a situation that happened with me, with a computer person I was working with, and, um, and a correspondence that went back and forth. And um, the awareness for my side, in terms of the insight that I gave, was that, first of all, I found myself being ruffled inside because he basically was firing me. Yeah, firing me. <laughs> um, for various reasons and I, not to be able to get into is because you know it's it, that's irrelevant but what is relevant is he was firing me and I was looking at the reaction it had in my being and I noticed it created a lot of angst because now we need to find someone else to do some of the work that I have a deadline around that I wanted to get done but it also helped me to be acutely attuned to I was saying one of the analogies that I used earlier is there's three. Do we need to be a cork and water? Do we need to take still time? The situations that happen for ourselves, that's that cork and water, just floating with it, observing, being aware what's going on. And that's what I was doing in my body, being aware of where I was noticing the tension and the stress or the angst that was going on in my body. And I would like you to do something similar when you're noticing um, certain situations that don't work out the way you would like them to have worked out. Uh, we all want things to go harmoniously and smoothly, but that's not the case. We live on a planet of free will and people can interpret things in, in a different light and into which it was uh, met. It, but it still creates then this kind of ruffling feeling inside. And so how do you understand yourself and be aware that it's not to move so quickly to chat up a storm about what went on and how it went, but, but instead it is to be means quiet and still and observe and ask your inner self, what is going, what's the lesson to be learned? How may I grow from this experience? How can I see it from the other person's perspective? And what is it about their perspective can be right? And that 15% right is a 15% right. And it may be more than 15%. It may be 50%. It may be 80%. But how do you look at it on a well-rounded way? As you know, this is a way to help to grow your soul. And understanding that the soul is evolving. And how do you also, when you feel that angst or that uncomfortability, do you nurture your soul? You nurture it by the kindness you give it to it, by the statements you say in terms of your internal dialogue, being able to say, it's okay. We will work through this. We'll get through this. Breathe in, breathe out. Let things continue to flow and help me to continue to see what I need to see. Because sometimes we can have blind spots. And in the process of having those blind spots, we just don't see something until it, it kind of is right in our face. We start to see and we are, oh my gosh, oh, I can see how you may have taken it this way. This computer person, it wasn't meant that way at all. And so it's really 
um, slowing things down, something I use as analogy, those three, skateboard, you know, going through not so fast that you're going to fall off that skateboard, but you're in balancing yourself to see the scenes and the things you need to see as you replay it in your mind to help you to be able to do better next time. And the cork and water is sometimes letting knowing that there is a higher force that is supporting you and guiding you when you're walking a spiritual path and you're trying to be obedient to that path. Then I'm not going to talk about in this light, but you know, the other the quality I gave is trampoline moments, the trampoline. So I, I want you to begin thinking about these three aspects that may be happening in your life. Is it a skateboard moment? Is it a cork and water moment? Is there a trampoline moment that you need to be able to see uh, and, and have a better perspective about what's going on, as opposed to which the human uh, ego wants to do is react, 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 you know, react and react to more into what's going on with us in our life. So with this particular situation with this um, computer person, in some ways, it, it worked out to be fine. You know, as you settle into things, you see different perspectives. That's maybe where that trampoline comes in. You see a higher perspective um, because of some of the things that I, I needed to do and I needed to have the flexibility to think through and have someone who could be able to do that with me to know that once I say something, I'm in the process of always evolving my thoughts. So it's going to change based upon more additional information that I do have. So I did find another person. Uh, which took less than 48 hours to do, to find the other person, you know, made a call, did my prayers about finding the right person. And I, I did find the right person who will be able to work with me with the, um, the website that I'm, I'm pulling together and some other activities, special projects that I'm doing. So we, we don't know. So we can really get stuck in believing that it's going to be terrible, or it's going to be bad, or it is going to be painful, or it's going to be fill in the blank. I'm not saying it may not be some of those things, because it may, but there's still always something to be learned and seen through the, through the experiences that we're going through. And sometimes we have to realize it is the painful experiences we learn the most from. Mm -hmm. We learn the most from. And we have to also heal from those experiences and not allow them to stick to us. Um, the analogy that just came to my mind was you don't want to be like a molasses that it, it, you know, that it freezes and becomes stuck to us and we're not able to move like uh, marbles and molasses. And once it solidifies, those marbles stay in those, that particular position. We don't want to do things that way. We want to actually put some water into that, onto those marbles, hot water, uh, and uh, allow the, the molasses to melt away. Just as we want to do experiences that may come our way, that sometimes we may feel stuck and that we can't move, but we have to, through still time, be able to stay tuned to light and love. Staying tuned to these qualities that feed the soul. Even in the midst of when we are feeling the ripples and waves of anxiety and fear and uncertainty and whatever it may be, how can we take the still time to stay in light and love? Smile, 
know that these two shall pass. Be willing to observe things. And where there is something you did not do accurately or correctly or helpfully or uh, was an error or whatever, you fess up. You fess up. Where the other person has done something that has been positive and good and that was helpful to you, you fess up. You say, yes, thank you. Even in this situation that occurred with a computer person, I still wanted to be kind and say the good, good things I was appreciative of him for and sent him that email and letting him know. Writing, you know, in the midst of him, feel, me feeling down, you know, and disappointed about him cutting me loose, so to speak. But I think by creating the time of, of warming my heart and sending him love and light and peace for his goodness and not negativity and doubt and, uh, and sadness and anger and resentment or frustration or whatever that goes on, you know, not containing that a little bit. I'm not saying I didn't feel disappointed because I did, you know, with that, but I look past that to the greater good of this person has a soul too. They're here to learn certain lessons as well. And I usually say lessons take different paths. There's one-way path or one-way highway type of lesson. And that lessons for the person that's on that highway and maybe a two-way highway. And the lesson is for the two individuals on that highway, one going one way, the other going the other way. They're learning something on that highway from the experiences that they've had with each other or coming towards each other to learn and to garner those and lessons. Then there is also lessons that are three-way highway. There are the lessons for person A and person B, and then also in the midst of the context of that situation, there may be a greater lesson that's trying to be learned as well. And then there is the four-way highway. And the four-way highway is that there's lessons at different levels that are taking place. There are lessons that are taken with the individual A and individual B, and then there's also lessons that are being taken with those individuals around individual A and individual B. And then there are lessons that are at a unconscious level that sometimes rise to the conscious level that you realize, oh, I didn't realize that. So we can always be alert and attuned to there's the complexities of lessons. And Ezekiel would say there's wheels within wheels within wheels within wheels. And with these lessons are being given to us in order for us to fine tune our sense of self and ground it in that sense of the greater self, of the soul's union and direction with this God source, the Atman, the I am presence, um, and keeping connected to that and the flow of things. And lessons are wonderful. They're not always you know, great to go through them at times, but each lesson, if you start seeing our life as lessons to be learned, then we are looking from a different lens. And in looking from a different lens, we see the goodness of a situation and not necessarily always the negativity of the situation. And the ego is always going to see it from the negative light. It is a soul that wants you to focus on the positive and the growth aspect from the lessons that are being given. So that's why 
you know, I could be able to see that, yes, there's something for me to learn in this uh, situation with this computer person, but there may be something that he needs to learn too. And one of those lessons sometimes we both need to learn, and that's why I slow down and just a cork of water and be still and be aware because I didn't want to react. I didn't react. We live in a society in which everyone's reacting to each other. But that reaction is not of the divine nature. We want to be more purposeful, meaningful, and attuned to what is the highest benefit or the highest good in a particular situation. What is it that I can learn from this situation? How do I sit with the discomfort and know that I will not be bound by the discomfort? How can I sit with the discomfort and know that I won't be bound, I won't be hurt, I won't be put in a straitjacket with that discomfort? No, we are more than that. So this was a, a good, good experience in some ways, uh, in many ways, actually, uh, for me to see what I needed to do in order to move through this particular lesson with this computer person, and then how through my staying power and my willingness to not get into negativity and stay still and be able to think, what is the best next step that I need to do here? And that's something you'll hear me say frequently that I want you to start thinking about for yourself. So what is the best next step that I need to take here? And wait and listen and observe and see, because it, again, can come through different vehicles. All are very important because as we learn our lessons, we start to also start to refine our soul. And our soul needs our attention. That's why stillness is so important and not get so ruffled to have to get into ruffling activities. And we want to be able to see some humor in this situation. I could see, I can see the humor in, in, in my, my, what, you know, I wrote and then, so, you know, see what, how you wrote back and just say, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, it is, you know, he needs to do what he thinks is right for him. And I, I, I uh, praise him for um, his resolve uh, of what he felt he needed to do right for him. And I could um, be amused at the um, discomfort that it found myself in, but I knew it wasn't going to last forever. I knew it wasn't going to last forever. But what it did give me is a finer tuning look at where in this disappointment or this angst comes, where does it manifest in my body? And is it in the same place or is it in different places based upon situation, circumstance, or events that happen? That's what I'd like you to think about. I'm not trying to give you more homework right now or field work or observation work, but it's something, a way in which I want you to begin thinking, um, you know, as you're, you know, taking this next week and still thinking about this whole notion of still time, staying tuned to light and love. How are you doing that? How is it manifesting itself? What are the curveballs that are coming your way that you find yourself wanting to get emotionally reactive to, but you're still in yourself? and kindness and love and peace to be able to 
calm the inner self, to give clarity to the mind and heart about what is the best next step thing to do. Then the other thing that I want you to continue to think about and reflect on and is the visualization. What is that visualization you would have for your soul? What would it look like? How would it be more tangible to you, your soul that you that is within you? Again, to ask your soul, what is it your appearance? What is it that you will, how you would like to be seen? See what happens. Then the other homework that I gave to you last, last episode was related to soul codes. I still want you to think about those. Reflect on them. If you found your soul quote, your two top soul quotes, hold on to them. Write them down. Put them somewhere where you can look at and reflect on, meditate on, and see how it, it ripples into your being. And what point of calmness or contentment or joy does it cause for you with those particular quotes? And does the meaning switch shifts or changes in any way? as you reflect on the particular quotes that you chose. This is all helping you to find a, become a little bit more fine-tuned to your soul, soul growth, and, and the evolution that you're, we're moving through, and also a better attunement to being aware that your soul exists within you, that it does have a place within you, and you're now asking it to come forth and to reveal itself more to you because our soul can be dormant for a very long time because it doesn't, it's like, um, what is it? It's like sleeping beauty in which is, you fall asleep because of various aspects that have happened in our lives. So the soul sometimes gets dis disconnected uh, and falls asleep, and it's really the ego that's operating, you know, largely in our our our, our awareness and, and being and our personality. The uh, ego has this place, but as I said at one point in another episode, it should not be the ruler of our house. The soul has its appropriate place. It is our soul who is the ruler of our house. Something to think about and consider. So thank you. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.